0: Good morning, everybody, and welcome into the KGLM Sports Wrap on a, a finally Friday, Black Friday. Hopefully, you're getting out and, and enjoying some some special holiday deals, and more important, importantly, keeping those uh, those dollars local. That's one thing. Uh, it's, it's, it's a common theme you're going to hear here on uh, both the Sports Wrap and off the record is is keeping those holiday shopping dollars local and supporting local businesses and our community. Second half of the sports wrap. we got Joe Johnson from vikingsterritory.com. We've been uh, chatting a little bit this morning. We, 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 we talk in text more than people know, Joe and I. And we were both watching that Dallas Cowboys game yesterday, uh, which we'll talk about in a second. And watching the, the abysmal performance that Dallas put out there yesterday got us thinking how in the world... Did the Vikings lose to these losers a week ago? We'll talk to Joe Johnson, second half the wrap. I also preview the Vikings game coming up on Sunday. Teddy Bridgewater back in town with the Carolina Panthers. Both teams four win teams. Possibly no McCaffrey. And jury's still out on mother Adam Thielen going to play on Sunday. As well. We'll talk to Joe Johnson for VikingsDaredevil.com. Second half of the wrap here on KDLM. But first, let's uh, recap what happened in a, in a busy day of NFL action yesterday and uh, a lot of more COVID stuff for the NFL to get to. Rewind time. Oh.
1: Rewind, rewind, rewind. One, one,
0: one. 115 yards and not one, not two, but three touchdowns yesterday for Antonio Gibson. From the Washington football team, Washington cruises past Dallas 41-16. to Washington now leads the NFC East at 4-7. and seven. If the Vikings played in the NFC East, they would be in first place. Just, <laughs> just throwing that out there. Andy Dalton uh, doesn't look good for Dallas. Throws a touchdown, but also has a pick-six in the loss for Dallas. They fall to three and eight. the uh, The game before that saw Deshaun Watson tearing up the Detroit Lions, four touchdown passes. JJ Watt had a pick six for a score as the Texans trounced the Lions, forty one to twenty five. Will Fuller six catches, one hundred seventy one yards, two touchdowns. As Houston won for the third time in four games to improve to four and seven. Matthew Stafford passes for almost 300 yards, touchdown and a pick for the Lions. They drop to four and seven. If the Lions played in the NFC East, they'd be tied with Washington for first place in the division. That is how terrible the NFC East is. If the Lions played in the NFC East, they would be in first place. That was a, that's a, the last I checked, the Detroit Lions are not a good football team. I would be very surprised if Matt Patricia and his coaching staff still employed at this time, I don't know, Monday. At some point, you got to say this is not working. Matt Patricia brought in to be a defensive minded coach, and they gave up 41 points yesterday. They have been giving up a lot of points. That is a dysfunctional football team as it's been. For the last sixty years, and I know it's gonna it's gonna hurt to do it again. But you got to blow that 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 coaching staff and that franchise up, and and start from scratch. That is uh, not a good situation uh, for the Detroit Lions. Two, two pretty big name COVID uh, positivities, and this was a a rumor that was kind of floating around uh, the the inner circles on on Tuesday that a a pretty prominent member of the Baltimore Ravens had contracted COVID-19. And that would be a reason to move what should have been uh, the nightcap last night, Steelers-Ravens, to Sunday. COVID running pretty rampant in the Baltimore Ravens locker room. I mean, the the argument here is, do you remember that Green Bay-San Francisco 49ers game? Whereas basically a bunch of of 49ers practice squad guys taking on Rodgers and they got schlacked well why why didn't the NFL make Baltimore play with their practice squad guys yesterday against uh, Arguably I mean I, I, I ten, not arguably they are the fact is Pittsburgh 10 and 0 but here's the situation in that game what if Aaron Rodgers would have tested positive for COVID. do you think the NFL still plays that game then? I don't. and now the situation has presented itself in this game. granted there really wasn't any time to 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 move that uh the, the Green Bay and San Francisco game back like the opportunity pre- presented itself to do yesterday. Reigning NFL MVP, Lamar Jackson, tests positive for COVID-19. The game already pushed back, like I mentioned, from Thanksgiving to Sunday. So we'll see. If you test positive, you need four consecutive negative tests to be able to play. And that's the same situation that Adam Thielen is in. And what a lot of people thought was a false positive on Monday tested negative on Tuesday tested negative on Wednesday probably didn't get tested yesterday for Thanksgiving likely going to get tested today likely tested tomorrow and then Sunday we'll see what happens also uh Arizona Cardinals wide receiver future Hall of Famer Larry Fitzgerald not going to play Sunday at New England, because he has also tested positive for COVID 19. Had a pretty productive game against Seattle last week, eight catches, 63 yards. It'll be the first game that Fitz is going to miss since 2014. Cardinals are six and four. The Browns have also closed their practice facility over a couple positive COVID 19 tests. This isn't going away, folks. Buckle up because uh, it's uh, the NFL didn't bubble like baseball did. I guess baseball didn't bubble either. Like the NBA did. That's who it was. The NBA bubbled. The NHL bubbled. They had this thing under control in those bubbles. To start the baseball season, a lot of positive COVID tests in Miami and on the Mets and on the Cardinals. Had to miss a lot of games. Same thing could be happening to the NFL. The thing is happening in college football already canceled for tomorrow. Gophers versus Badgers. Not going to happen. The first time that game has not happened since 1906. And now another game canceled. Number 18, USC and Colorado not going to be played tomorrow. Elsewhere in the Pac-12 South, Arizona State also off this weekend as they continue to to battle a COVID-19 outbreak. In lieu of of Gopher football tomorrow, uh, the Gopher Sports Network with Learfield IMG College, uh, instead of sending Mike Grimm and the crew to Wisconsin for a football game, he's staying home. They've uh, they're picking up a radio broadcast of Gopher basketball. Which if you listen to Gopher basketball on Wednesday night, that sounds like a super fun team. Booth Gotch, Liam Robbins, huge impacts in that huge the the the. the the expected blowout win against Green Bay, which is more of a of a scrimmage than anything as they gear up for Big Ten play. Gophers taking on Loyola tomorrow night. 4.30 pregame show, 5 o'clock tip-off. Gophers versus Loyola, Marymount. Second half of the sports wrap. We're giving a call to Joe Johnson from vikingsterritory.com previewing the game coming up on Sunday against Teddy Bridgewater and the Carolina Panthers. And how... More embarrassing, the Vikings' loss is last weekend to the Dallas Cowboys after what they put on the field yesterday. Talk to Joe next on The Wrap.
1: I'm Kyle Montgomery with NFL Network now on the Westwood One Radio Network. The Washington football team has a lot to be thankful for. They're now in first place in the NFC East after a 41-17 victory over the Cowboys on Thanksgiving night. Antonio Gibson had 100 yards rushing and three TDs to lead the way for Washington. Three touchdowns is one less than Deshaun Watson threw four in the early Thanksgiving Day game in Detroit as he led the Texans to a 41-25 victory over the Lions. J.J. Watt added an interception return for a touchdown for Houston. And more COVID troubles for the Baltimore Ravens. Reigning league MVP Lamar Jackson tested positive for COVID Thursday and will not be able to play this week against the Steelers. Jackson joins multiple other Ravens players and staff members who have tested positive in the last few days. Also testing positive Thursday, Cardinals Pro Bowler Larry Fitzgerald. He will not play Sunday against the Patriots. This has been NFL Network Now on the Westwood One Radio Network. This is the Golden Gopher Daily Update. I'm Mike Grimm. As the University of Minnesota football team pauses all team activities this week and has to miss tomorrow's scheduled game at Wisconsin, some other teams on campus are moving full steam ahead. As football is paused, hockey and basketball are on. That makes it a busy, chaotic time for Golden Gopher AD, Mark Coyle.
2: You know, I use the analogy uh, like a duck. You know, above the water, you look pretty calm and, and everything. You're trying to be Joe Cool, but underneath the water, you're paddling like heck. and. And I think we're paddling really hard right now. And and again, our priority. And you've been with us from day one. When you and I go back to Indianapolis, I think on March 12th, when you and I sat down and did an interview back in Indianapolis, when the when the basketball season came to a dramatic halt and all the sports came to a dramatic halt. You know, we talked about early on the health and safety. And Mike, I am just so grateful for our student athletes, coaches, staff. Those student athletes have done everything we've asked them to do uh, to be safe. We've done everything we can to provide a safe environment for them and and again this virus remains undefeated uh, but we're doing well we're going to keep working hard we have great great hope in the vaccine and we have great great hope of getting back to some sense of what our new normal is going to be here hopefully in the spring
1: that's golden gopher athletic director mark Coyle, who says they are hoping football practice can resume next week but that will depend on medical opinions on player safety that's the golden gopher daily update i'm mike graham KDLA.
0: 1440 KDLM, the station you can count on. We'll come back to the Sports Ramp on a Black Friday, Friday morning. Make sure you get out and support those local businesses today. Not just on Small Business Saturday. Check on the phone now with Joe Johnson from vikingsterritory.com. Got a couple good podcasts up. Articles daily. And Joe, we were talking off air and uh, we were, were trying to to determine how things could have got worse for the Vikings even though they didn't play yesterday and just the the turnout that Dallas gave yesterday the performance if you want to call it that against Washington makes that loss last weekend even more embarrassing for Vikings fans
3: yeah they somehow found a way to lose without playing on Thanksgiving I thought you know, maybe Dallas. You know, they do have a lot of talent, and Andy Dalton isn't terrible. He used to be one of considered one of the, you know, maybe top ten quarterbacks in the league in yeah. his prime. And uh, then you watched the game yesterday, and I it, it was I think twenty to sixteen. I went to go eat. I'm uh, despite all evidence to the contrary, a, a very I'm like a bird. I eat. A lot, but just a little bit, but a lot of times, a lot of the quantity. Um, and so I was back maybe, I don't know, 10, 15, 20 minutes later, and it was, did, uh, Washington had scored 21 unanswered points, and it was like really, uh, you know, it would have, it would have been nice for Dallas to make a run and for us to kind of justify what happened on Sunday that way, but it, Uh it, it just seems like, you know, um, this this Vikings defense, you know, I think we were tricked a little bit in that, you know, the divisional games are always different, regardless. I and mean, I, I kind of was hoping to ease my pain yesterday by saying, well, it's a divisional game, so it's different for Dallas and Washington. But um, you know, this Vikings team is is just not ready for prime time. They, you know, I think a lot of us expected them to make this, you know, run to be seven and five. I thought, I think a lot of people thought it was a foregone conclusion they yeah. would beat Dallas and Panthers and the Jags. Um, but I think, you know, they kind of regress to the, their pre-buy week-to-week, week, what defense, what team is going to show up. And that's just, you know, I don't know why we – we always get caught up in these emotions with this team because I understand why psychologically it feels good and, and it feels good to talk to people about it and watch highlights and stuff. But I think a lot of us are being unrealistic in regards to what this team could do with the roster on defense uh, this season. Uh, you know, in what reality the Vikings under Zimmer with the arguably the best position by position roster in the NFL or in Vikings like history couldn't do. Couldn't get over the hump, so I don't know why we thought guys like Chris Jones and and cardboard cutouts of uh, Trey Waynes could could propel this team beyond what they've already done. I think we just got kind of caught up in the emotion of it.
0: Yeah, look at the box score; uh, it gets even uglier because pretty much the game plan the the Vikings should have had going to that Dallas game where they they're running Antonio Gibson and Peyton Barber. You know, thirty times Gibson, hundred fifteen yards, three touchdowns yesterday. Yeah, and Alex Smith is as, as awesome as a story as, as it is him coming back and, and leading Washington on this little run. Now, uh, first place in the NFC East at four and seven. Uh, Smith not fantastic yesterday, but he didn't have to be. Only one hundred forty nine passing yards for Alex Smith yeah. yesterday. And that, that should have been the recipe for success against Dallas last week, especially with, with arguably the number one running back in the NFL, in Dalvin Cook. Just run, 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 run at these guys and just limit Cousins' mistakes, even though he really didn't have any last week.
3: Yeah, I would argue that was one of Cousins' best games of his career, not just being in yeah. Minnesota. I mean, he had a streak of hope. He had, like I think, more than 12 completions in a row. Three of the four possessions in the second half were touchdowns. It was very similar to the the Broncos game last year with the... Difference being, uh, they scored a touchdown on every drive in the Broncos game and ended up winning that game. You know, but I think it's, it, you're right. You know, the, this, the reality of this team is that we have to really create long, methodical drives to keep the other team's offense on the sidelines as long as possible. And it's, I mean, it's kind of sad to say, well, yeah, Cousins was carving them up. And so that makes sense. Why not do that? But we were, I think, scoring a little too quickly and then just giving the ball back to Dallas and then letting them basically just march down the field, um, you know, but you can't do that every week. You know, you can't kind of limit, uh, this fighting is is number one or number two in a ton of metrics. Most explosive offense. So, you know, Cousins is the sixth right quarterback in the NFL, despite that horrible start to his year. Mm-hmm. And, you know, beyond just, you know, keeping the other team on the sidelines, you have to think about all the mistakes they make on special teams. There was a ton of penalties in that game, some of which were garbage, some of which were no calls against us. Um, you know, if that Cousins helmet, the helmet hadn't happened, you know, who knows what would have happened in the game. But, um, you know, it's just, again, I think that when you get to the point where we're saying things like that, like, well, we can't, you know, score too many touchdowns too quickly because the, 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 our defense is very good. Or, you know, just trying to patchwork together justifications for how this team can win down the stretch, I think it's just a, a further testament to the fact that, again, 2020 is really not their year. And all they've really done in the last couple of weeks is screw up their draft position uh, yet again uh, by winning meaningless games,
1: apparently.
0: Looking ahead to this Sunday, uh the the nail could be in the coffin for one of these two playoff hopefuls. Uh, four win Carolina, four win Minnesota. Panthers snap a a five game losing streak last week, shutting out Detroit twenty to nothing. Uh, didn't have Teddy Bridgewater in that game, but uh, in arguably what would have been the the most attended and the loudest game at US Bank Stadium for Teddy Bridgewater's return, albeit on the opposite sidelines. Uh, I think this is probably the, the, the biggest game for, for Vikings fans is to be able to see Teddy uh, back on the field this week at U.S. Bank Stadium.
3: Yeah, I've really kind of uh, had my eye on this game for a while in in a kind of pensive, nervous way because I think the last thing, especially this season, that this team needs is for fans to further cannibalize themselves online by seeing Teddy score five touchdowns against the Vikings and saying, <laughs> see see what we could have had. Yeah. Um, but on the other side of it, I think that, you know, I, you know, I, I, to be completely honest with you, the reason I started Purple PTSD in the first place in 2015 was because I used to hang out on different message boards, like message boards, and I was, everyone was crowning Teddy as this top three to five quarterback, and I was like, eh, he's got potential and he's good, but he's not that good yet. And people hated that answer. I, I have never seen people emotionally invested in a player like they have been with Teddy um, I understand where it comes from I mean I'm 36 we've never really drafted and developed a quarterback here Culpepper was the closest that we've come um, and so it'll I mean it'll be nice for for that reason to see him but I'm hoping that we'll kind of see what I think as Teddy's stats this season show which is that he's kind of a ho-hum Mediocre to kind of good quarterback. I mean, the best thing about him when he was here was he handed the ball off to Adrian Peterson, and then he, he was able to put together a couple late game drives. Something that Cousins has done before, but people don't give him credit for. Um, people blame the game on Sunday on him because Justin Jefferson and Thielen both had traps. I, I know I'm in Detroit Lakes. I shouldn't be saying that, but um, <laughs> you know, with with Teddy in Carolina, they they've lost a lot of close games at the end, and so he's kind of lost that positive spin to, to, to what he's done, and I don't think it's a complete uh, coincidence that they won that game last weekend without him, um, but we'll see. I mean, they—they they, their, their defense has got some talent on it, and it, it could be a really close game. You know, we just don't know what Vikings team is going to show up, unfortunately.
0: Yeah, Teddy's got okay numbers. He actually has uh, more passing yards than Kirk Cousins does. Looking at uh, NFL. dot com stats right now, over twenty yeah, five hundred yards, uh, uh, but only thir- mm-hmm. only thirteen touchdowns and seven picks for for Teddy. So numbers kind of lying there.
3: And that's surprising a little bit because, um, well, he was always like a fourteen and nine guy here. But you know, Christian McCaffrey hasn't been playing, and he's the yeah. guy that I mean, you get a lot of de facto passing yards that way because he, he catches so many balls. He's he's a wide receiver as well as running back um but you know i think that um you know cousins is numbers too i think he's the vikings are 32nd in the league in in regards to pass attempts and so it's kind of astounding that he's able to put up 20 versus 11 interceptions and even 2400 yards or 2300 yards or wherever he's at um considering that they haven't really been airing up the ball as much um they might you know it's it's good to know that they can do it if they need to but again Um, I I have a bad feeling about this game. You know, it's just, uh, it would be so perfectly Vikings for Teddy to come back and just be the best quarterback ever in one game.
0: Yeah, looking like uh, McCaffrey not going to play this week. He he, he came back from the, what was it, calf or a hamstring injury, came back for one game, banged up his shoulder, and he's been out. Uh, The other big question you mentioned it before is Adam Thielen testing positive for COVID-19 on Monday. Uh, An alleged false positive still has to test negative four times. Uh, still questionable. Is four times? I, I thought it was four, wasn't it?
3: Okay. I, I, that's, that might be right. I was just reading what Zimmer was saying um, before we went on air, and I thought they said he had to have two more. It was probably two more negative tests since then. I know he's already had one negative.
0: Yep. yep. Um, so so I, th- I think he was negative on Tuesday and Wednesday. Probably didn't get tested yesterday because of the holiday that gives him today and tomorrow to, to get those negatives in before Sunday's game.
3: Yeah, that'll be a huge blow. To uh offense, if he can't make it, it's sounding a little precarious. I mean, all the articles from this morning are essentially about what the Vikings might do without him. Um,
0: they're going to throw Justin but, Jefferson the ball more than five times. That's what they're going to do.
3: Yeah, I, uh, I've actually decided to uh, do uh, daily fantasy again for the first time in like three years, mm. and I picked up Jefferson before that. He might have a monster game, or they might just run the ball thirty to thirty-five times. You know, I, I think McCaffrey though is a good. Sort of um, learning, learning, teachable moment for the Vikings because you have to start wondering if if we lose this game and the playoffs start to look like less and less of a reality, it doesn't make sense to keep giving Dalvin the ball 30 times a game when, if you extrapolate that over a full season, it's almost 500 touches on a guy who's injury prone. And, you know, those. Touches add up. Ezekiel Elliott this year seems like a guy who's a shell of his former self. He's That's been injured, large. obviously, but you know you look at him or Todd Gurley or those, guys, you know, these, these they just you know it's not even about age with the running back. It's about once they get to a certain threshold of career touches, and so I'm hoping uh, you know I get why they they give the ball to a guy with a hot hand, but you have to look beyond this season as well and not make sure you're not you know sinking a bunch of money into a guy who might not be able to to play in a year or two because you're relying on them too much.
0: What are some keys to the games uh, for the Vikings uh, on Sunday? If they're going to beat Carolina, other than, than giving the ball to Dalvin Cook 50 times a game, what can the Vikings do to beat the Panthers on Sunday?
3: They have to pass protect um, one of the, the better uh, defensive ends. In the NFL is is Brian Burns for the Panthers. I think he leads the Pro Bowl in all voting for defensive ends, which is surprising. Um, he had a monster game last week. Uh, the, the, the Coach of the Panthers has predicted he'll have a multi-sack game here in the near future. A lot of people think it might be this week, but he'll be going up against Brian O'Neill, who's been you know, kind of a stalwart over that line. He'll hopefully um, also have Ezra Cleveland back next to him to, to help. Um, you know, I've been hoping that they'll move Brett Jones over to left guard because Dakota Dozier has been awful. But then uh, beyond that, I would say, um, you know, just the, the, the Vikings defense in general being able to get pressure on Teddy. Um, you know, they, I think that was one of the main reasons that they were carved up against the Cowboys was that the Cowboys have that really good offensive line that they got. Um, healthier last week and they just didn't seem to really rattle um Dalton too much. Um and so I I would say that uh, hopefully Zimmer will dial up some more exotic blitzes and and, and maybe uh not re- rely on his base defense as much like he did against the Cowboys because if they can get Teddy Rattled um you know they the the the, the Panthers you know obviously without McCaffrey, they, Mike Davis is good and he's on my fantasy team and everything but you know they they they're not the most talented offense in the the NFL so um uh, get pressure on teddy, protect cousins they they should be okay,
0: Joe, tell us about your stuff online Where can they do so
3: Vikingsterritory.com. dot com you can find us uh every day with our articles like you mentioned or on social media uh Twitter and Facebook mainly because i'm thirty six years old as I mentioned, and I don't know what snapchat <laughs> is uh dot com is is kind of the sister site to viking dot com Vikings news podcast, it's it's two separate teams, so it's not the same content. So we got uh, the best one-two punch in the industry. If People want to check it out every morning and uh, start their day on, a, I guess, what sounds like a very melancholy note.
0: <laughs> well, Joe, thanks for joining us again. We'll, we'll chat again uh, next Friday and hopefully talk about a Vikings win this time.
3: Awesome, man. Looking forward to it. Thank you. Can't wait. It's finger looking good. Sweet. Dude.
0: All right, can't wait a moment. Well, look at the broadcast schedule for KDLM. Uh, nothing on there for tonight, so we're going to rock the classic hits as soon as uh, we get past CBS News here and off the record with Zeke. No Gopher football tomorrow. That game's been canceled due to COVID, but we are going to have Gopher basketball on the radio tomorrow night. Gopher men's basketball taking on Loyola. Mike Grimm on the call. 4.30 pregame show. 5 o'clock tip-off. And what should be a, a very exciting Gophers team to watch and listen to... Listening to Mike Grimm uh, on on the call on Wednesday night. Man, Booth Gotch is, is a huge transfer get for this Gopher team. Brings experience. Brings leadership. You add Kelcher to that mix. And the other guys as well, Liam Robbins. Oh, man. This could be a very fun Gopher team to watch. A very underrated Gopher team. Seven Big Ten teams in the top 25, none of which are Minnesota. And that could change Very, very soon. Of course, Vikings football on Sunday. Pregame at 11 o'clock noon kickoff against Teddy Bridgewater and the Carolina Panthers. Sunday night football that evening. Monday night football. you find that full broadcast schedule online at kdlmradio.com. That's wrap for the Sports Wrap. We're back on Monday, 9.30 on the station. You can count. on. We've got Mike Grimm on the schedule talking about the Gopher football cancellation. And we're going to chat some Gopher hoops on Monday with Mike as well. You're in tune to KDLM Detroit Lakes, Minnesota. It's way past 10 o'clock. We'll get to CBS News, then spin the classic hits.